Welcome to the Forging Honor Podcast. I'm Jonathan George. And I'm Benjamin Jones. Here at The Forge, we explore what it means to live as Christian men. Along the way, we'll be doing weekly challenges to build character through action. We are by no means experts, just two young Christian men trying to make sense of a wild world. That's right. We do our best to learn and hope you'll join us on the journey. And if you want to get directly involved, go to forginghonor.com to find information on how to join our community. This is episode 24, Slow Improvements. All right, challenge wrap up time. That's a reminder, challenges last for 10 days. That is Monday through Friday for two weeks. They are simple daily tasks to grow us as men. This previous challenge was not as simple as we had hoped it might be. Um, And yet here it is. We are coming off some time of talking about craft and what it means to grow and develop our craft. So you're saying take some time each day to work on your craft, like 10 to 15 minutes, and then get feedback from someone else or, or something else, some way to find feedback. Um, so I did, depending on how you count three, maybe five days, I'll clarify <laughs> that later. Uh, Banjo, how'd you do? Uh, I wasn't much better. I, I had a grand total of six days. Uh, this is probably, I'm trying to think if there's a worse challenge that I've hit. If this felt like my lowest performance of, of any I've done. Still better than my lowest performance of a <laughs> measly three. Um, or maybe it was two at one point. I've had some rough ones. Yeah, yeah. And yet we soldier on. We're, we're getting better. But I thought um, it was, the whole thing was interesting to me about why it was so challenging because I didn't think this was going to be a tough challenge. Right. So I, you, you had three to five. Talk so about I, that. I say that because I missed the, the, the raw get feedback part um, or immediate feedback. So oh. one, like, so I did, I did some coding days and I did some poetry days. Um, the coding ones are easy because it, you know, if you do one of those little online coding challenges, like, um, I don't know if, if you've heard of like, um, there's advent of code or there's other things out there. Oh, I um, just read so much coding material that, you know, you know I, you're just, just... In, in depth of it anyway. <laughs> so those can be fun to sit and do for a little bit. Um, I actually, and those can take a little longer than that 15 minute mark, but you either get it done or you don't. Right. So you have immediate feedback and you can go and then on YouTube, you can see, here's how people have done this challenge before and here's where you might have gone wrong, right? So it wasn't immediate personal feedback, but it was immediate feedback. So I counted that. Um, But I I sat down and and worked on some poetry with the intention of immediately getting feedback um, and never got that feedback at various points. Um, Although we did get some done last night, so that was good. You should have just sent them to me, I should have just sent it directly to you. I didn't. I just simply did not type it up and send it to you. So anyway... That's how I have the maybe, the that question mark number. Um, and, so did, and, did you have, aside from the time that we talked last night, did you have any instances where you like sat down across from somebody and they were like, here's what I think of what you're doing? No. No? Oh, okay. That was, so that, most- was di- that was different. And that was a huge piece of the spirit of the challenge. And I completely was not able to get to that. You just didn't get, well, yeah, well, you're the particular way in which you work, especially in the coding world is so it's, it's, I don't, I don't know how it works, but it seems like it's very far away from that Mm -hmm. where, where, you know, it's so logical that when you're checking a mistake, it's like, you know, you can just kind of, oh, I, I see you. It's almost like the computer is giving you feedback, you know, and, and right. But it's a little bit different than like, 
like a performance review, you know, if you've ever had one of those. So. Well, and and there is something subjective. There are subjective aspects to code. So um, in my job, I give feedback and I'm given feedback on my code. Mm. Things, how clean it is, how does it look, that kind of thing. We do what are called engineering reviews. And those will last like an hour over something that you've worked on. Um, Those are not, those are not common. It's not even a weekly occurrence, but it's, it's something that um, I do very regularly. So in that sense, like if you want to count my day-to-day job, yes, I was sitting and doing that a couple of times over this last period. Um, But you're, you're exactly right. It's something the human element is somewhat subjective. The, if, especially as we have better and better ways of checking code. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, GitHub has put out some AI tools lately. I, I don't uh-huh. know if you're familiar with GitHub at all or what zero zero percent. This is the first time I've I heard those words GitHub. next to each other in that in that order. Okay, so GitHub is a tool used by programmers to store code, track code, and it's it it it's powered on Git. So Git is this. It's not that even that new of a tool. It's an older tool, but it's just a way of tracking anything anyone has ever done to some code. Um, okay. And so using that tool. Uh, if you have multiple developers on a project, you can see who's done what. So anyway, GitHub, the company, um, which utilizes Git, has put out some AI tools that are shockingly good at working in code and very good at giving you immediate feedback while you're coding, before you've even run the program. Oh, wow. Which is very, very impressive. So all that to say, um, yeah, there's the feedback world of code is different than the feedback world of poetry. I honestly enjoyed though the the face to face feedback I got with you that one time we did it together um, over the poetry and it did more with the code. I think yeah. I think it would have been better for me to have been more intentional about that because that would have taken me away from like it felt like I was going from I'm working on this thing to now I'm going to work. Right, right. they're the same thing in some ways. Yeah. Anyway, um, did you do mostly all, almost entirely poetry? or Did you do anything else? No, I did. I did some poetry. Um, I did. My wife plays guitar much, 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 much better than I do. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out my guitar a little bit. So she she taught me some things, um, which was helpful. And then uh, at work, I was I was getting some some feedback on some teaching and, and looking to improve. We just finished our first quarter. Um, so getting like, I gave the kids their grades back. I got my grade back. And working towards making some improvements there. So those are all different. And the, I mean, the main thing is just like, I don't like feedback. <laughs> it's not enjoyable for me. I don't think I can't even, I can't think of a time where it's like, I really enjoy receiving feedback. And maybe like, I think this is, I think this is one of those areas where I'm like, I really got to grow really this is this is not this is an unsanctified portion of my self, I'll say, where I just don't like receiving that feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I take it. I don't know how you take feedback, personal feedback, but negative comments. It's really hard for me not to just like slap that up as a value onto myself. Like it's not the work; it's me. Like there's not something wrong with what I'm doing. It's 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 me myself has the issue, you know. Uh, which is I got, it's something I got to get out of because when you have that mindset, it's just really hard to do anything, you know. Like I've I've only learned like the three songs on my guitar, right? Because I I am unwilling to B 
be taught to go farther than that. Interesting. Yeah, I I think at one point I definitely took feedback very negatively. For me at this point, though, it's a lot about the person that's giving me that feedback. Yeah. So if yeah, I respect their difference. opinion and if I respect what they have to say on that subject, I, I generally find I can take that feedback a little better. And someone who gives feedback well is very good at using language that separates the the action or the product that they're talking about from the person that has produced it. Right. Yeah. Um, in a, in a way that doesn't, I shouldn't say that completely separates them, right? Separating the artist from his work is not necessarily the best idea, but separates it in a way that this is not a personal attack on you. Right. This is me critiquing something that you want to improve. So if you want to improve, here are some ways I can help you with that. Can you think of like, a piece of feedback that somebody gave you that was really helpful, either negative or positive? Not necessarily this week, just like in your life. That's fair. Uh, I would say a lot of the best feedback I got, I was in the Boy Scouts. Um, mm. And in that time, if you are progressing regularly, you're getting what, what are called boards of reviews. And you're also getting some one-on-one -on -one time with an adult leader who is going to give you feedback as kind of as a mentor situation. Um, on top of that, if you're in a leadership role, adults will quickly give you feedback because you have a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, so I was in a leadership role and I had, I was what's what, what was called the senior patrol leader, meaning I was running meetings. I was planning trips. I was helping organize other patrols doing their trips, et cetera. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that. So if you drop the ball, you know, it's kind of a, you've dropped the ball for the whole troop and our troop was like 70 kids, well, 70 young men. So I, uh, in my first couple of weeks, very quickly got a lot of feedback on that particular yeah. leadership role. Now they don't throw you into that leadership role, right? Without you being somewhat prepared. So at that point I've been in scouts for a long time. I, in theory knew what was going on, but there was still a lot that I had to work on, right? That's kind of the point of the leadership role as well is learning how to take responsibility. So I got a lot of feedback there and good pieces of advice. Um, so for example, I had at one point I'd messed up and I had, I can't even remember exactly what I did. It's good that it doesn't stick with me in that way, but I'd messed up as the leader. And when one of the adults asked me what went wrong, I started giving excuses for why I hadn't got, I think I hadn't gotten something right. done on time. We were, we'd missed a deadline or something. And like, he just said, Jonathan, stop, never give excuses, mm. right? Don't give excuses. And he didn't say, Jonathan, you're the kind of person that always gives excuses. Like, how dare you? He just said, don't give excuses. And then right. just moved on. Like there was no, it was really, really helpful for me because I went, okay, yes, I was doing that. I don't have to. I can adjust the conversation now. He was the kind of person who just could immediately say, all right, let's start this conversation over and let's let's work on this. Right. right? He was very, he was clearly a part of the troop to improve young men. Right. And I really, I, that piece of advice has stuck with me. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's, that's one example that comes to mind in terms of like kind of those soft skills. When it comes to some of the, the hard skills that I've, I've learned over the years, whether it's coding or, or even like 
even learning some of the literature stuff that we really uh, enjoy together. I think those are areas where the advice can seem a lot more subjective. Right. They're the, well, depends. I don't know. I, I don't want to go too far th that way. What, b before I, uh, before I go off on a total tangent, what about you, Banjo? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like, I, I like that feedback of like the, you know, don't, uh, don't make excuses in, in the way of, of, yeah, you're not, it's not, it's not, oh, we, you know, it's not even something like weak men make excuses, right? Like it's not right. like putting a label on that. It's just like, don't do it. You know, it's just right. clear cut. Don't do that, which is good. Um, I got a lot of good advice and good feedback from a, uh, particularly from a, a, uh, youth pastor that I worked for, a, you know, a couple of years ago three or four summers now. Um, and he was, he was a really, he was just a super intentional guy. Um, a phenomenal person at recognizing patterns. I mean, you just like, you, you just could just like, if you put six people in a room and let him watch the people in, in six minutes, he would know every dynamic that was working within that group. Interesting. He was so quick at recognizing these things. It made him maddeningly difficult to play board games with because immediately he would see like everything that was going on on the board. Like it would just take him like one minute and he would know how to win the game. Very frustrating. Um, but it was a super helpful trait to have when teaching people how to interact with people. And he was the main piece of feedback that I got from him was like, be intentional. Like, why are we doing this thing? Why are we doing this thing? And so every time we would have like a Bible study, he'd be like, love it. Why are we doing it? Um, and he was looking, it didn't need to be like, you know, a whole philosophy. It just needed to be, look, is there a reason that you're doing it? Or are we doing it just to do it? Right, right. And then, That's very important. And then on the, uh, kind of like on the underside of that, it was always, one of the great pieces of feedback I got from him is he, I think he listened to me lead a Bible study once, or he heard me give a talk or something like that. And then he was like, okay, so you need to be able to, uh, to give a lesson that, that fits to both people who have been in the church for, for their entire life. And for people who walked in the door today, like, how do you do that? That's where you need to be. Cause my tendency is to give like, the OPC Reformed Presbyterian. We're going to reference the Westminster standards, uh, and, and and it's going to be an hour and a half long. <laughs> yes. Gonna, oh, well, we're yeah. a good Presbyterian. It better be an hour and a half long, and we're going to have a committee. And there's um, going to be three points to every point. Somehow. That's right, and they're all alliterative. Um, don't forget that. Always alert, alliterative. Always that always cracks me up. Yeah, um, but he was like, "Look, that's all good, but if you're if you're tossing words around like sanctification and." Um, and justification to, to kids who've, you know, who, who barely know who Jesus is, like, that's not helpful. You know, it's, it's not, it's not useful to them. Um, so how do you, how do you balance those two things? And I think one of the great things about feedback, really good feedback is, you know, like we've been saying, it's not an attack on you, the person, but it's, it's telling the person kindly, look at the world a little bit differently. Like you're, you're not, cause we get so narrowly focused in on things and feedback is so much about like, okay, so you're seeing the world like this. You need to see the world a little bit more openly than that. And I don't think it's even necessarily like, 
see the world the way I see it. Right, right. I think that's bad feedback. Like bad feedback is the kind that's like, you, everyone needs to look like me and then we will all be happy. Right. Um, but good feedback is like, look, you're, you're just missing this perspective. You're missing this angle on it. I don't know. That's, a, that's an off the top of the head theory. That makes sense. Well, and, and critiquing the action or the product over the person again, separates, can separate that emotion from the person, allow them to take that feedback. At least I find that to be the way for me. So I was thinking, I was thinking back uh, in high school, I had a wonderful um, English and history slash history teacher. He kind of taught both sides. Um, and at the, at one point in, in the year, it was the, you know, we're going to work on poetry now, right. In, in our literature right. um, progression. And I remember the first couple of poems I submitted to him. He only, he did not critique any of the content. He only critiqued like the meter, the rhyme right. scheme, that kind of stuff. Right. And it wasn't until later that he started critiquing, Hey, this idea doesn't really make as much sense here. This, this, this verse would be better placed before, you know, things like that where the right. content started to get critiqued. But at first he was just laying that groundwork of like, okay, you want to write a sonnet? I don't even care what it, what it's about. It can be about, uh, literally anything. Just follow the rules. Just make sure you follow these rules. And I wrote what were probably some pretty terrible sonnets in terms of their content. <laughs> but by the end, I had the rules down, right? So I, right. I knew how a sonnet worked. And then it was, you know, later on, he was able to say, all right, now we're going to make a, a decent sonnet, right? It's yeah. not going to be a Shakespeare sonnet, but it's going to be decent. A little better than than before, but you got the rules down. And in that process, you know, never once did he say, Jonathan, you're a terrible poet. Right. Right. And that was... But he was able to say, you, you've you made this mistake here. Let's fix that. Right. Let's tweak yeah. that. Well, well, okay, so we can, we, we can cut this out as we like. But here's my, here's my pitch for the next 10, 10, 15 minutes is that we give each other feedback on how we do as podcasters on, on air. Oh, live on air. Live, live Ooh, on terrifying. air feedback. You know, practice what we preach. I, I would like to try that. I need to come up with something scathing to say about you. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Well, I mean, you know, you've already, uh, you've given me feedback off air. That's been helpful. And other people have as well. And that's good. And now we just do it and we just, you know, we could, we could, we, we just draw the curtain and imagine the show is over. And now we've gotten to the end and now, now, JJ, how did you think that episode? How did you think that episode? Right, right. I, uh, I definitely let's dig into this, um, and let's add some rules. I think one thing I want to hit on is not just as as generally as podcasters, um, but kind of give give critiques on how we do this podcast specifically. This podcast specifically, because yep. I have I have. I think critiques for, oh, you know, you could, you could work on your voice in this way or just right. whatever dumb stuff. Um, but when it comes to like practicing what we preach on forging honor, like, I mean, immediate piece of feedback for me is I never, I, I think I've completed all 10 days of a challenge once. Like, I, I, oh yeah. I, you yeah. Know, I don't, I don't commit myself to some of the time apart from the on air. You're taking my feedback, man. You can't take my feedback. Hey, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I immediately jumped into my own <laughs> my own feedback. All right. You feedback. Let's jump into me. it. Let's jump into it. Um take like 
only a few minutes each. Let's try not to go for too long here. Um, but Banjo, it was your idea. You could go first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I had the idea and now I'm, now my wheels are spinning. Um, well, for first, you know, first and foremost, any piece of feedback I give is a pre limbed by this. I really enjoyed doing this podcast with you. This was your, this was your brainchild and I appreciate you bringing me into it. Uh, and I enjoy the, uh, enjoy the experience. And I think you do a good job of like coming up with some of these like really good, uh, frameworks for us to have like discussions in. So like, you know, we, we have the podcast, which is really helpful and, and getting to talk on there and then being on the discord, which is great. And then we've got our, you know, our website, uh, as well. I think probably my, my biggest feedback as a critique would be like, you know, you're an excellent salesman in the area of sell the sizzle, not the steak, but every once in a while we need more steak. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I, I'm not sure I know what you mean when it comes to the podcast. What do you mean by that? I haven't well, heard that expression. I like that expression. Oh, you never heard that? No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't sell the, don't sell the steak, sell the, sell the sizzle. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't, don't sell all the quality of the meat and the protein and all that. It's like, you hear the sound when it goes on the cast iron skillet. That's mm. what you're selling. That's, that's what you're putting out into the world. Um, flipping it, you know, on like, we've got an amazing logo. We've got an amazing production quality. We got a great looking website. We've got, we've got all the sizzle in the world. But I think one thing that we could probably both work on is more steak, you know, like, right. There's more things that we could put out onto the website as mm, as much I me agree. as you, you know, uh, or there's like maybe more, you know, uh, maybe there's just, just more, more meat. I think we could put on the bones. I think that's good. I like that. I'll work on putting some meat on these bones. <laughs> All right. Um, Banjo. I also have really enjoyed doing this with you. I, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that we get to do this together. We've talked about doing something like this for a while and yeah, it's a ton of fun. Um, so you, I, I think your, your greatest, um, in my opinion, like one of the greatest things about you is also one of the things that contributes at moments to some dead air on the show a little bit. <laughs> if I'm, so that would be my, my feedback. So what, what I mean by that is you're very inclined to go into you want to talk about whatever the pet subject is of that week. Yes. Whatever you've been thinking about. And it doesn't matter what the content of the, the, <laughs> the that particular episode was meant to be. <laughs> you want to talk about what you've been thinking about, which I totally understand and get because I'm that way. Um, I think sometimes what that, what that ends up doing is we go on these long journeys right. away from the subject and then we have to figure out how to rein it back in, which is fine. But like it, it, I was listening back to some episodes and like, huh, that happens a lot. It does. Where we do yeah. that. Um, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, but I think that's, that's kind of my thing when I think, uh, if, if we were to produce a tighter episode, as it were, that would be one area where we would need to work on, uh, both right. of us. So we, we got to prune those hedges a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. All right. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That makes sense. 
feedback Maybe. registered. Yeah, there's did, some feedback. Should we should we feedback our audience? Feedback feed, feedback our w- listeners. Wait, how do we feedback people? <laughs> <laughs> we, don't even, we don't see them. We don't hear them. No, but we do appreciate them. We do yes. we do appreciate our listeners and that they're doing this with us. We're just I feel like every podcast says this, but like like we're just we're just out here talking and we enjoy it and we're you know baffled if anybody wants to listen along, but you know that's fun for us. So baffled if anyone wants to listen to you banjo. Oh come on! <laughs> oh, I'm baffled on that front. Trust me, I, t- I teach kids for a living. I'm amazed if any fair, of them fair. are not glazed over. Um, no, but we do appreciate our listeners and we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe and give us a rating and bring other, other people into the forging on our journey. All the See, things that's feedback. All the things. There we go. Yeah. So how did you feel when I gave you feedback? Like, what was that? Oh, are, we, are you asking for feedback about your feedback? This is, is that what it sounds little, like? This is a little, little meta, little. but yeah, I guess so. Or just like, you know, a further conversation about feedback. How does feedback work? And I'm trying I, to understand why I don't like feedback. Oh, interesting. Okay, fair. Um, for me, when you, I mean, you told me about, yeah, you want a little more steak and, and, and the episodes and on the, on the um, website, et cetera. I see that as, okay, you did a good job of first saying, like, here's what you're doing well. Right. Yeah. Here's here's this area you're doing well. So that's great. Now let's take it and let's work on this next thing. Right. Yeah. So you give a new objective. And that that works out very well for someone like me who okay, yeah, I think I'm doing well in certain areas. Okay, you've confirmed that. And I know I'm not doing well in other areas, and you've confirmed that, but you haven't you haven't done just one or the other, right? You've been right. able to say, here's an area, now here's a new area to improve. And I'm the type of person who if I see something to improve on, right? Yeah, I see yeah, that. Yeah. I don't see that as a, as a, as a like moral problem or moral failing in some way. I see that as a problem to be solved or as a, like a, a math problem that needs a solution, right? right. So we're going to go and we're going to figure it out. Mission objective. So I think that's why most of the time I can take feedback pretty well. If someone just comes at me and yells at me, wow, you're a terrible podcaster. You're terrible at this, blah, blah, blah. I just discount that entirely because yeah. they're clearly coming from a place of emotion or from a place of they don't like me for whatever reason. And Bitten by a podcast as a small child, something like that. Something like that. I, I, don't have to, I don't have to listen to that, right? They're not giving me anything to work on. So that's a key right. piece. Good feedback gives you something to work on. Yeah, in my mind. no, that's true. That's true. So anyway, does, does that... Yeah. Does that help you kind of figure out like is there a piece of that you think you might miss and most times you're getting feedback? Um <laughs> I think it's I think it, there was one time <clears throat> I'm trying to think of, of what this was. I think there was one time uh I sub- I submitted an article or I submitted a piece of writing to um either to a website or to a you know newspaper or something like that and which you know, being someone who wants to be a writer, that's like a constant place of actually, I actually wish I had more feedback in that area because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm constantly sending out my writing and I'm constantly getting feed, no, no feedback. It's just, uh, we're, we're, uh, we, we regret to inform you that you are, you know, we're not going to take your piece. Hope you right. find luck elsewhere. And it's like, well, that's not mm-hmm. helpful to me. That's just rejection. That just hurts. Right. Um, right. But, but this one time I sent, uh, sent this article 
somewhere or this essay or something like that. And I got this piece of feedback that uh, the, the first thing it said was, uh, we, we really wish we could write, you know, we really wish we could put this, uh, in our piece. Unfortunately, uh, it's missing these. And it like listed a whole bunch of things that I did wrong. And then I showed it to my dad and I was like, look, they wanted to put this in their article. And my dad was like, that's the, that's the one thing you got out of that. <laughs> he didn't see the list of things that you need to improve it. on. That's right. He was yeah. like, you're the, he was like, you're the one person who could, uh, who could take that and, and find the, the silver lining. Um, and like, sometimes I think that's a strength where it's like, you know, if, if you're in a place where you're constantly getting beat down and you're trying to improve, like you need to hold on to that optimism a little bit. You need to hold on to that. Like, no, I can do it. I can, like, I can find the one thing that I did well, but obviously you need to like also take the criticism, take the feedback and actually like make some adjustments, you know? Um, what's funny about when you gave me the feedback as I, as I felt it, like as soon as you started to switch into like, let me give you some criticism. Hmm. Like first, you, you know, you, you led up to it with some, with some nice things, but as you're leading up to it, with the nice things, I was like, Oh, wait a minute. There's a downside coming. Like There's something happening here. This, that's not good. And I felt it in my chest. I was like, Oh, Oh. And it was almost like a fight or flight response. Wow. And then you, and then you gave, it wasn't that strong, but it was like, you know, um, and then you gave the criticism and my first instinct was to explain it. And my first instinct was yep. to be like, this is why I do that. Um, and I was, I had to fight it and be like, wait, no, listen to what he's saying and, and find out how you can improve because otherwise like, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, nothing's gonna change and, and you're just gonna keep making the same mistake, which is the definition of insanity. Interesting. Um, and it's, yeah, it's so interesting that your first instinct is here's you want to explain why you did that. Because I'm thinking and realizing I definitely have done that before. But I wonder if it's certain, like, are there things that are closer to me? Like I'm more tied to them emotionally. So I feel the need to explain myself more. Or it goes back to that piece of advice of, you know, don't give excuses. Like I yeah. like even about myself, like I don't want to like I find giving, it, but but is there a difference between explanation and excuse? I tend to lead towards if I have to explain myself, I'm just giving excuses. Right. I I find it has to do with the person who's giving the feedback. Like I think if I respect the or if I if I think there's like two elements to it. If mm -hmm. I really love and care about the person, I don't want them to think I'm an idiot, and Fair. so I want to explain why I'm doing the thing I'm doing. See, that's so they, the funny bit. Everyone I love and care about knows I'm an idiot. So it's already <laughs> cats out of the bag. Well, I didn't want to put that in my feedback, but. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it, Panjo. <laughs> being, being somewhat nice on air. And on air anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but then there's also like, you know, if, if someone who I don't really think is good at their job gives me feedback, then it's very difficult for me to like take that feedback seriously. Oh, 100%. You know, I, yeah. If someone gives me feedback about something about which they know nothing, I'm like, I don't, I'm not taking your feedback. Yeah. You know, you don't know anything about this. Yeah. And, but then there's, it's funny because sometimes, sometimes someone else will, who I do respect and who, who does have like the qualifications gives me feedback and they might give me really similar feedback. Like it might be on the same level 
uh, or, or like on the same like train of thought, but one person gives me the feedback in one way and one person gives me the feedback in another way. And I, and I really hear the second one. I hear that when you're like a professional at what you do and like, you know, the thing that I'm like, right. Oh, let me, let me hear you out on that. Let me, let me understand that. Um, whereas if somebody is just like, if I, if I feel like they're just like talking to prove to me that they know their subject mm. and, that, and they're talking down to me and they're like, you don't know these things. So I'm going to give you this information because you wouldn't have come to it on your own, you know, right, versus right. like a professional who is like, hi, let me give you some helpful advice that I, I needed to get to where I am. Right. Like where it's bringing you up is so different from like, you're down there and I'm up here and you're never going to catch up, but you better know this anyway. You know what I mean? Right, right. That is something that goes back to our conversation about experts a little bit. And I think that's one of the key things. A An expert who is truly an expert, who who truly understands their subject will also understand what it takes to get there. Yeah. And they'll be able to give that kind of feedback. And they want people to reach that level, I think. You That's know, interesting. Huh. Like I think I think one of the things that like a real expert and a real I will say I'll say professional does is they're they're you know, like the, the really terrible people are like, here's my thing. I don't want anyone near my thing. Like let me draw a big old line in the sand right. and build walls and I'm the expert and everyone else is on the other side of it. You know? probably like one of those existential things where like I'm the car guy I need to know about cars and I'm the only one who knows about cars and now I need to like push off everybody else who who claims to know cars because I'm the car guy you know I think about this with uh like board games card games that kind yeah. of thing yeah I think um or even I mean something as as simple and complex as chess right right which at its core is not a quote unquote difficult game, but it, it's difficult to master. And it's one of those games where I think there are players out there. I've encountered players who they never want to talk about the strategy. They never want to talk about what they're doing, but those players never really progress, right? Right. They figured something out at some point. They figured out how to beat their small group of people. And then in order to keep that continuing to happen, they just never revealed their secrets. Right. 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 But I think an expert knows in order for you to improve, you now need to let the other players know those things so you can figure out how to beat them right? all over again. And it, it becomes a pattern. So you're only going to improve as long as you are um, meeting the next level, right? And you're only getting better in as much as the people around you are getting better. And then you're actually right. improving at your craft. So like an expert, you know, isn't trying to defend the ivory tower. They're actually like, trying to get the information out of the tower. Like they're trying to get the information out of the castle so right. that everybody else can participate. Uh, and like the, the writers that I've seen who I really admire and appreciate are the ones who are they're you know, they're not sequestered away on some Island typing away. They're like, well, you know, let me come out and talk to you about these things. And like, here's some things I wish I knew, you know, when I was starting out. Right. Um, or I always, I, I'm fascinated by comedians and, and the way that they talk about their craft and just comedians are constantly getting together in these groups and talking about how their jokes work. And they're constantly in this place of like, can I use that? 
can I like you use this bit? Can I steal that? Cause that's a great bit. Interesting. You know? And there's like this constant like plagiarism that's going on like mutually from everybody. And I think it's so interesting that they're not, you know, the great comics aren't like, get away from me. You, you un, unclean, unfunny plebeian. It's like, here, let me help you out. Here's, here's a joke. This is how this works. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and you would think, yeah, if you're at the top of your game, well, I, I should, I should clarify it, it in, in some, in some forms of game or in some, some fields of expertise, there is a little bit of that going on where you don't want other people to know what you are capable of or what you have available to you. Like military is this way, right? right. The, the best experts in the military, you don't want to leak those secrets. No, you want to give like false information. Exactly. Um, and I like, I sometimes wonder in, in the world of business that that's a huge thing for me. Like if you're learning from a business person, are they teaching you because they want to see you succeed or are they teaching you because they want to make money? Right. I mean, it could be both. Like ideally those interests are aligned, right? But are there certain areas where that doesn't align? I don't know. It's just yeah. a question to consider if, when you're taking advice from, from someone that is successful. Yeah. The other thing, just briefly while I'm thinking about it, the other thing about comedians is I, part of the reason I was thinking about that this week, because this is connected. I'm not trying to start another rabbit trail. He's going on his little tangent, his little nope. pet project over here. But it's comedians that get immediate feedback constantly. Like if you tell a joke. Like from the audience, you mean? Like from the audience. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I, I can't think of another profession that's quite like that, where you get up mm -hmm. and you're doing your material. And as, as soon as it leaves your mouth, you're getting feedback. Mm. Was it funny or was it not? You know, and, and so you have to be in a, if you're on stage as a comedian, you're in a constant state of like feedback and try again, like receiving information, go again. Right. I just think that's, I think that's really interesting. I can't, I couldn't think of another profession that was quite like that. Well, I mean, Jordan Peterson talks about that, like on the lecture circuit, it's that way, but the mm -hmm. feedback looks different, right? The feedback is the crowd goes from kind of wrestling and sort of paying attention to suddenly everyone's just in the zone watching you, yeah. listening. And that's the kind of feedback you might get in a, in a lecture room. I think, I think there are other areas where you can get immediate feedback. Um, I mean, as a teacher, I get immediate feedback when yeah, I say we're going to have homework. That's an immediate. Oh no. Yeah. But it's not yeah. useful feedback. I can't do anything with that information. Right. Right. Not Most give them the homework. I mean, that doesn't work. Yeah. Right. And well, and there, that's, that's the thing is sometimes if you're giving feedback to someone, so kind of flipping it, flipping it from the receiving end now to the giving end. If if you are giving feedback to someone, and are like you have to identify sometimes are they the type of person that's capable of taking this feedback, right? What right. what's the end right. goal of yeah. this feedback? Yeah. If I'm if I'm giving you some free information because I saw something in you, in, in theory, I want that to be for your benefit. But if it's, you know, your students giving you feedback about their distaste for homework, like you can recognize as the teacher, well, that's pointless that, you know, like that there's no, that's not coming from a spirit of, of trying to help the teacher improve his teaching. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny thing about a, like a teacher and a students, you have two, you know, ideally you're headed towards the same goal. You're both trying to 
learn, but that's only in some like that that only comes true in like a Marxist world where we haven't taken right. into consideration like you know free will and human beings and that sort of thing. And I think and there are a few teacher gravity. There are a few teacher student relationships where that starts to, but that requires a, a voluntary submission in that sense. Right. Like, you you really see that maybe at the college level you start to see it at like I think oh, the, the place you see it the most is probably like the masters the PhD level. Yeah, where it, when when you've reached a level of like I'm I'm choosing to learn, like I'm choosing to come right, here to right. learn. That's where you that's where you get. It. You can get that at the high school level. You can get that at any level. It's just human beings what they are. You know. Right. Right. We tend not to be that way. But um, yeah. So the, the the funny thing is that the teacher and the student so often are like at cross purposes, and you're, the whole point of being a teacher, I feel like, is trying to get get the kid to be at the at the same purpose with mm-hmm. you, not, not get them to be, sorry, that's the wrong word. Like I will force them to obey. <laughs> it's like teaching, teaching them to want to learn so that when the next teacher comes, they're like, okay, I want to, I want to learn from this person. Yes. Yes. You know? That makes sense. Have you given feedback before where you felt like it just fell on deaf ears and it was just, like, you know, like oh, you've yeah. done the thing before, you know, exactly. Like, oh yeah. You know, your feedback is correct. And uh-huh. someone just completely ignores it. The the best place back for, to bite them. The best place for this. What I, when I, the one I love for this is dating as a, as a married man. Now I've, I, oh, that's funny. I see people who are dating and I see, you know, guys will, will I've been talking to single guys and, and they'll say, I, you know, I just, I just feel like I should do this thing. All right. I feel like I've got to talk to her. I've got to send this text. I've got to make this phone call, whatever it is. And every time I'm like, dude, don't do it. Like, trust me. You don't need to. You don't need to say less, let, you know, give her space, like all these things. And, uh, or, or like the, the other one is the, um, the, cause guys, I think guys have a hard time with this. Uh, the non-apology apology. Oh, I can't stand that one. This yes. is, yeah, this I know is like, about. I think the biggest red flag for guys. This is like the thing that guys cannot figure out is like, like they know that they're right. Cause, cause you know, they might've, they might've said something or done something and they didn't do anything wrong. But the, but the way that the girlfriend received it was, was the wrong way or that's the way that the guy perceives it. And so the guy always comes in with the apology of like, I'm sorry you feel this way. And it's like, flag on the play dude like nope you just like you, you gotta, can't say it that way can't say it that way it's just gotta be no i'm just just i'm sorry period just leave it leave it don't right. touch it and every time the guy goes back and it's like i'm sorry that this is how you feel about it i'm like no then they come back to me and they're like i don't know what happened and i said do you see you know do you, did you say the thing i told do you, you to you see the problem here they're like no it just didn't feel right and i'm like come on how about you? Do you are there places where you see people running into brick walls when they don't need to? I mean, oh yeah, I I wouldn't. That that happens at various levels. I've had opportunities to teach and opportunities to mentor young men a little bit, and I mean, yeah, I I think the thing for me is sometimes you don't know how how long it'll take for that feedback to come home. Yeah, and. There's also just like I think of proverbs, right? Um, the proverb of if you if like don't don't talk to a fool in his folly, right? Because right. he's just 
going to keep doing what he's doing, right? Don't throw your pearls before swine. And uh, I think there's a little bit of that going on sometimes. Like I have to bite my tongue because I'm like, okay, if I if I told this person what I thought they were doing wrong in the situation, like it's not going to do them any good. It's not going to do me any good. Yeah. So distinguishing between like almost who who is worth giving feedback for sometimes, like holding that holding that wisdom a little more precious, right? Because if I just walk around spouting off, hey, here's this thing I learned, right? Yeah. Uh, I just I just become I become useless to all involved because now I'm not I'm not taking the time to take feedback for myself and I'm just kind of spouting, right? So that's something yeah. I think that that's something to work on. Yeah, one of my favorite movies is uh, I think I've probably talked about it on air before, um, but it's Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Sometime we should do an episode where we just talk about the life advice we've got from movies and and you'd be the only one talking. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess that shows, yeah, that shows where my feedback comes from. That's maybe funny. that's why, maybe that's why I don't like feedback. I'm so used to like receiving it from the TV. You know, there's no like talking back and forth and I'm just not used to that. Um, anyway. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've gotten some life advice from TV. I don't, I don't know if you can get feedback from, from a, from a television show or from a movie. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like I don't actually get feedback. You just you want know? life advice. I just want that life you can advice. take into consideration and maybe do. Basically, I just want like fortune cookies delivered to me every day about how I can live my life. That's just, just That's give funny. me the cookie and and I'll take the cookie. Just, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but there's this really great line from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross where there's this guy played by Kevin Spacey who like tried to save this real estate deal and he didn't realize that, you know, he he was saying the wrong thing and and, and so he blew the deal because of what he said and the Al Pacino character uh, comes in, he says, do you know what the first rule is? You'd know it if you ever worked a day in your life. You never open your mouth till you know what the shot is. Uh, and I always love that line because I think even with advice, it's true where it's like, yeah, you don't, mm-hmm. don't open your mouth. Don't say anything until you know for a fact that this is something that needs to be said right now. Like it must be said uh, and and, you know, Sometimes even then, like you just, you got to hold on to that thing. Banjo, maybe, maybe we should uh, take that to heart. Our episodes would be about half as long. <laughs> We're just sitting in silence until, <laughs> until we like, here's what I know I must say. And we say it and then sit in silence. <laughs> that sounds like, it sounds like a really disturbing, like one of those falling asleep videos. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're falling asleep with life advice from JJ and Banjo. And then it's just like a long pause. And then always make sure the iron is off. That's so unsettling <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> All right. Well, then that would be terrible. That one would be terrible though. Cause you would just constantly be waking up in the middle of the night. Did I, did I leave the iron on? Did I, on? did I, did I, uh, well, anyway, um, no, I, I, I've enjoyed this conversation more than I enjoyed practicing the actual challenge, considering how well it went for me. Um, I think kind of taking away from this, I'm not sure that there's necessarily a, a daily challenge out of this going forward. I think it's kind of a difficult, I don't know, implementing like a 15 minute thing into your life surrounding feedback. I don't know where that comes in. I do think 
for me coming coming out of this conversation, I need to be looking and more aware of where I can find feedback from the people in my life. Mm-hmm. So I probably I could get daily feedback from my wife, I'm sure. Um, Do you but there's not also already? I mean, I get you not like in the hey, tell me exactly how I did <laughs> um, making the steak for you tonight. I don't know what. Um, yeah, you get little bits of feedback here and there. Uh, and when it comes to larger pieces of my life, like I get feedback if if I if she's you know coming to a, I don't know if I have to give a presentation or something or I don't know, she'll give me that feedback. Especially when I was in school, she came to a lot of my um, college stuff and she would say, oh, I think you did well here. I think you did well here. You know, here's where that's, you can prove. That's the funny thing about being married. I, yeah. I never had a test audience before for oh, my yeah. material. Now you have a test audience. So now I, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go to a party and I'll do my, I'll do my bits. And then on the car ride back, is the whole thing is just, I thought that joke didn't land quite right. You, you should wait that's on your funny. time. That's funny. That story didn't go the way I think you thought it did. Yeah. So my feedback is less around my stories and my jokes, but more around like, hey, how'd that interaction go? And did like, especially if I go into the night with some goal or some purpose, I want to talk to someone specific. Yeah. My, and my wife will say, oh, here, what, here's what I thought about that. And this is this is why you and I are different. You're focused on business and I'm focused on the laughs. That's I don't know about business, but you know, that's the idea. <laughs> anyway, point being, um, I think there are other areas I could probably I could look for feedback, find some more specific mentors. I you know that's something people talk about. Like yeah. I have I have men in my life I would consider mentors, but I should um, I think seek them out more intentionally. And but also, I really enjoyed the feedback that you know I would consider um, I would consider us to be peers and on similar level in terms of where we are in our life journey. Mm-hmm. So there's feedback to be gotten there as well, right? Like I know the feedback you give me is not going to be quote unquote as qualified as someone that is much further along in our in, in the journey that we're on. Right. But it's still worth taking into account and taking into consideration. Oh, you learned this. Okay, let's see. What well, let me let me try that. You know. Yeah. Let me try this. And I think there's even value in getting feedback from people who are like not on your level in that sense. Like, cause sometimes they see things that you don't, you know. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And and I've come into I've come across things where like Every once in a while, like a kid will give me a piece of feedback at school where I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. Like, I really like that's something I really do need to work on. And when you think that you've mastered it, when you think that when you think that you're that much better than the people that you are over, there's there's a real stumbling block there. There's a real opportunity to just like miss a whole bunch of things. So 100%. I think it's good, yeah. good to get feedback there too. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a good place to end it. On to the next challenge. As a reminder, challenges last for 10 days. That's Monday through Friday for two weeks. They are simple daily tasks to grow us as men. And this next one is Banjo's introduction. Yeah, so this week, uh, getting into the whole idea of feedback. I was really intrigued by this, this comedian thing, the stand-up thing. I used to spend a lot of time listening to stand-up and, and watching comedians and, and kind of seeing that at play. Um, and I've fallen away from it in the last year or two, maybe. Um, uh, but I've gotten back into it this week and it made me realize that like the, you know, talking, we've been talking about craft and we've been talking about um, mastery and that kind of thing. And I 
personally have not seen an area that is more interested and interesting when it comes to craft and mastery than comedy. Um, like the way that great standups talk about jokes is like, is like auto auto workers talking about cars or like Swiss watchmakers talking about watch, you know, watches. It's fascinating to me. Um, and I think there's, there's something really interesting and, and worth looking at no matter what your profession is, is, is taking time to study comedians and to study jokes and to study humor. So my challenge this week is take some time every day to understand a joke and to understand a comedian. Um, that could look like a whole bunch of different things. There's a, a, a wealth of um, stand-up specials you can find on mm -hmm. any streaming platform or on YouTube. Um, go online, you find YouTube compilations of uh, any number of, of stand-ups. Um, but I really recommend like finding a podcast uh, about um, about comedians uh, or by comedians. You know, watching um, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, you know, there's a famous saying that Mark Twain said, um, or it's attributed to Mark Twain, where he said, "You know, the thing about analyzing comedy, uh, analyzing comedy is like." dissecting a frog nobody learns anything and the frog dies um which is a, <laughs> that's a good quote it's a great quote I liked it. but i but i think it's it's almost like you know we spend time talking about you, you and i jj we talk about oh well people should read poetry because the thing about poetry is you learn this economy of language and you learn how to speak beautifully and you learn how to put sentences together comedy is the same way uh, you've got to figure out how a joke works. You've got to use the smallest number of words to get the laugh, right? And and there's certain words, this is amazing to me, there are certain words that are funnier than other words. Uh, like people laugh at certain things more than they laugh at others. And how does that work? Um, and obviously this looks like, looks like one of those things where it's like Banjo has a like pet peeve that he's on this week. Um, and a little bit it is not pet peeve, pet project, pet project. All right. Pet project. If it was um, a pet peeve, we wouldn't be doing a banjo language, <laughs> banjo language. Precision of yes. Oh, or Wodehouse. Oh my gosh, please. If you oh, have not, Wodehouse is incredible. If you have not read PG Wodehouse, please do yourself a favor. Uh, again, I said a couple of weeks ago, like I, I, this is not a statement of judgment. This is like, Oh, I'm so excited for you. If you haven't, Red PG Wodehouse, please stop listening to this podcast right now. Go on Amazon and buy a copy of the Inimitable Jeeves or Thank You Jeeves or Right Ho Jeeves. Any of those. Any of the Jeeves. Any of the Jeeves. Because um, I can't think of somebody who's a better uh, comic mind than PG Wodehouse. Um, anyway, the part of the reason why I think this is worth uh, worth doing and why I think we should spend time on it. Um is a, I find that I get too self-serious on this show um, and I'm trying to snap out of that. So that's one. Two, um, I think if there's one thing that Christian men, as we get older, start to lose, it's our sense of humor. Um, and I don't, I, I don't think there's a biblical reason for that. Um, and I think there's something that's a little bit, you're giving me a look like I'm wrong. But well, I'm, I'm just saying I can think of some Christian men that the humor has only aged gloriously. Many of them have, many of them have, and I'm not saying that it's like inevitable, but I have noticed that some Christian men don't have a sense of humor. 
And I, th- I think a sense of humor is critical for enjoying life and for being a good leader. Like the best leaders that I've worked under have an excellent sense of humor. And the worst leaders I've worked under have no sense of humor. Um, and I, I think there's just something really worthwhile about spending time and understanding how humor works and why it's valuable. Um, and much like poetry, it's not, or art, you know, it's not random. It's not like, it's not just like splashes of color. Like there's a system to it. There's a way it works and it's beautiful. Um, and God has a sense of humor. I mean, look at the platypus. Classic line and always funny. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my challenge. Spend time, spend time studying comedy this week. Humor and comedy. Good stuff. This has been the Forging Honor Podcast. Music and production is by Elliot George. For more information about what we do or to learn how to get involved, visit our website at forginghonor.com. If you enjoy the show, make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a rating to bring others into the Forging Honor journey. On our website, you'll find information on how to do the challenges alongside us, as well as links to the many resources we mentioned in the show. And we do make a small amount for many purchases you make through our website links, so thank you in advance. Thanks for taking the time with us today. We hope you'll take up the work alongside us and join us in the task of forging honor. We'll see you next time.